Let me tell you about American financing. If you are looking to save money, you're looking to buy a house, uh, if you want to uh, get rid of those high-interest credit cards, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to do it. It's interesting. Uh, they haven't seemingly, like, the market keeps going up, but we're, they don't seem to be pricing in the fact that inflation and, and interest rates are going to be going up. I mean, this is something where you have this small window before they've actually increased where you can lock these low rates in. And I have a feeling, I mean, the Fed now has just, just came out what last week or the week before and said, looks like we could go up in the next few months, two points in interest rates. Oh, my God. That is gigantic and will really hurt tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars on a home. Yeah. Uh, So call American Financing today. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net at 800-906-2440. Do it now uh, while you still can. All right. We want to talk a little bit about Title 42. And for the life of us, we can't come up with any political reason why the Biden administration is doing this. Coming up. talk to you about what is happening on our southern border on may 23rd the president is lifting title 42 now i'm going to explain all of this in a second but the dhs is now bracing and i'm quoting for as many as 500,000 migrants in the first six weeks 500,000 in the first six weeks. They're talking about taking doctors from our VA hospitals and bringing them down to the border. Um, Can you think of a good reason? Can you even think of a political reason to do this? Unless you just want to cause chaos and destruction. People say, well, they want voters. No, 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 because they'll lose too many voters on just this. Really? Is that what they're looking for? Help me out. Because it happens on May 23rd. And uh, gosh, if we keep going at this pace, there may not be a country left to vote in by the fall we begin there in 60 seconds on another brilliant move the state of washington has decided that by the year 2030 they are going to completely ban non-electric cars 
I'd like to say that would never happen, but yeah, yeah, I've given up that phrase. Bad news is this is the kind of thinking that is catching on and it's already difficult and expensive to get your car repaired now. Imagine when the government says we want all these cars to be replaced. You're not going to be able to find and afford to fix your car. This is insanity what's going on. Carshield.com slash Beck. This is a way for you to get your car fixed and you lock in your prices. Right now, if you call 800-391-8888, you'll save 10% on your plan and you'll lock in the pricing for as long as you own that car. So your price never goes up, even though the rates of fixing your car are going to go way up. Carshield.com slash Beck. It's a way for you to uh, inflation-proof your car repairs. Deductible may apply. Call 800-391-8888. It's carshield.com slash Beck. Okay. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the program. Uh, we're, we're so glad that you are. Um, we're so glad that you're here today. Let me, let me just go through what's happening on our border. The DHS is bracing for as many as 500,000 people coming across our border in the six weeks following Title 42 being lifted. Now, our White House has announced that this is happening on May 23rd. So we're giving everybody, all of the enemies of the United States, plenty of notice. It's going to be chaos on our border that weekend. And probably for the next month. So you want to come in, you want to, you know, drag some missiles behind you. We're probably not going to catch you uh, because there's going to be 500,000 people. Uh, according to uh, uh, the Border Patrol, if half a million people come in one month, that is an emergency. There is no way we have enough federal agents and NGOs and NGAs. There's not enough people going around. It's literally going to be a revolving door, getting people in, getting people out. Um, there's not enough medical personnel. You know, we want to give everybody a vaccine. If you want to come in, you got to get a vaccine. Uh, not enough medical personnel to provide the COVID vaccines that the Biden administration has promised anybody who comes across. I don't think that's really a, hey, we're going to give you a, a vaccine a vaccination. I don't think that's actually a draw, but maybe maybe to some it is. And we and that's the thing. This is the only vaccine mandate that has any sort of legal standing. Right. We can absolutely tell people coming into our country. We have borders. We have we're a sovereign nation. We can tell people coming into our country uh, whether they can get. I mean, we, we require all sorts of vaccines and medications for people many times just to visit, let alone coming across the border to to immigrate into the country. We can do that. It's amazing that this long after we're trying to take and tell truckers in their trucks by themselves driving around the country that they have to get vaccinated or they can't work. But we have not been doing this to illegal immigrants crossing this border. I I flew this weekend. I can't take the mask thing anymore. I can't, can't believe this. Still I can't it. take the mask anything. Insane. I can't. And one, uh, on the flight out, I went to Phoenix this weekend, the flight out, 
I walk on and I have the I mean, I have the mask right at the tip of my nose. And the stewardess, as soon as I walk in, she just points at my nose and gives me a dirty look like get that above your nose. I just wanted to say, are you serious? So I did fly there on the way back. At least the pilot got it. The pilot was like, I am sorry. We have to ask you this. This is a federally mandated rule. And I know it's not happening everywhere else, but please do this. They're very serious. They can take away your right to fly and everything else. I mean, it enough, enough, especially on an, I mean, do we have to say it, especially on an airplane with the highest quality air filtration you get anywhere in your life is on an airplane. And this is the place where it is. And the reason why it exists still, it's the one place that they have Joe Biden can still control. Yep. That's the one he can't control. Florida can't control Texas, can't even control California, but he can still control these planes. So they're talking about now giving all these vaccines and they're they're thinking about pulling medical personnel from our VA hospitals. Are you kidding me? Mm. People who went to combat might have to wait for a while because we got to give medical attention to illegal immigrants on the border. Uh, The Biden administration is also looking at doing NTAs notices to appear with minimal biometric data and vetting just to get th- people through they're also mean they also are considering skipping critical paperwork uh so i mean they're going to come in and i mean if i were an enemy of this country i'd be i'd have my plans already made i'd i'd already be here i'd be in mexico waiting right now luckily they've announced the date so I know you can plan I know. your travel to our border to cross in illegally. Well, the Biden administration is also going to deploy a smart app for the illegals to use to submit to pre-screening. So we're going to provide our tax dollars are going to provide an app for illegals to use so they don't have to stand in line so long. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's CBP one. It's an app originally devised to make it easier for known travelers to enter and go across the border. It is now being thought of uh, as an easy way for folks just to get in. They are now preparing for double the number of migrants that came in 2021. It's double the amount of people that came in in in, uh, 2021. So the first year. How many was that? Was that 2 million? Did we hit 2 million? I don't remember the number exactly. It was huge. It's got to be 2 million. I bet it's 2 million because if 500,000 are coming in in the first six weeks, that's got to be a bit of a number of 4 million by the end of the year. That'll be 6 million new people. Oh, and by the way, they're not completely blind to the problems it's going to create. There's going to be a lot of people who's... Um, pronouns the border patrol is going to get wrong and so they put out uh last week some new regulations the border patrol it has all of the lgbtqi plus uh pronouns and the ways to deal with people the gender neutral language and they will be held accountable if they're not using gender neutral language our border our border patrol god bless those guys I don't know how you guys are doing it still, but thank you. Thank you for doing it. So border crossings, 2020, 400,000. 2021, 1.6 million. 
So just four times, that's the fiscal year 2021, but four times the amount, and they're expecting an increase from this. Double. This has been a crisis since Joe Biden walked into office. Day one. And you remember the people coming across saying, yeah, well, we, we know Donald Trump didn't want us here. And Joe Biden said it, we should come. He, yep. he said in the debate in front of everybody that we should come to the border. So we've been given permission to come. We're, we're here because of Joe Biden. That crisis hit. There were a few questions from mainstream media. There was a good, if you remember this, a shocking uh, spattering of journalism, a scattered shower of journalism, if you will, for about two weeks where they asked questions about this and seemed to cover it in mainstream media because it was such a crisis. It has not abated since then. It's increased. The problem has been is worse from when that first started under Biden has increased this entire time and remained at these high levels. And now he's going to do this, which is something that is guaranteed to make the problem much, much worse. And this is why we kind of, as you were teasing earlier, we were discussing off the air what, just politically speaking, what is going on here? Because the, the, the history of this Title 42 is basically at the very beginning of COVID, Trump stepped up and said, hey, we don't know what's going on with this. We don't want any outbreaks coming in across the border. We need to shut we need to shut that situation down. And Which get- is completely consistent with all of his other policies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he got blamed, you know, oh, he's a racist. No, it's consistent. It's consistent with logic. Yeah. Oh, it is totally consistent, especially when Mexico, especially at the beginning, was doing nothing Nothing, uh, nothing. to to fight COVID at all. So they had massive, massive problems going on there. And President Trump said, look, we're not going to import COVID. We're going to have to deal with our own stuff here. Let's not import it from other countries. Mm. Totally sensible thing. The left, of course, jumped to the conclusion, well, he's always wanted to close the border and he's just using this to to halt people coming across. Same people who are screaming at us that we have to have masks. We must stay inside. Fascinating how Uh. this happens. So Biden comes in on a campaign, especially to his hard core left-wing supporters where he tells them constantly i'm going to undo all these unjust border policies of donald trump number one on the list is this is title 42 so he comes into office everyone's expecting within the first week he's going to lift this thing because obviously it's just it's just a you know targeting minorities well he doesn't lift it and then we have uh, a, a period where the we start having lower death rates from covid we have our spikes but they're not as bad as previous ones and everyone's like hey why are you why are you keeping this this title 42 thing going why are you blocking people from coming across the border and biden's answer was basically we just take covid way too seriously it's so serious we can't we can't do it and nobody buys this no the people on the left correctly say you're just you're just extending trump's policies because it what helps you control the border and you don't have another massive political crisis on your hands but we don't care about that you told us you're going to do it you better do it so this pressure has been rising from the far left for a long time and now here we are in 2022 the elections underway uh, uh, you know basically we've already had primaries like we are in the middle of it right now and right now is when they're going to lift this this uh rule which is going to allow millions of people to cross the border and it's almost definitely going to cause a massive crisis which is just if you're going to do it Either you do it when you first get in and you get through that wave and you, by the time 2022 rolls along, you're through it, or you wait until December of 2022 
after the election's over, when you still have Congress, you don't need Congress for this particular rule, but like you still have the support, you get anything you need to get done, you could still get done. And you'd think they would go along with it. That you'd think they'd get it done after the election. Instead, they're doing it now. So he either thinks he's not considering politics. He's got something else on his on his mind, which is chaos, chaos or squirrels with Biden. Who knows what it is? <laughs> it could be anything. Right. Or he's thinking we are so lost in this election that we just need to shore up the base and get as many of these blue districts to remain blue. Forget the purple ones. They're toast already. Just go after the hardcore supporters. Could be that. But I mean, that's neither one of those is is really it's because your hardcore supporters are not enough. They're just not enough, especially. I mean, look, the the Democrats were always the ones that were against illegal aliens. You know, Cesar Chavez was against illegals. Cesar Chavez went to the border to turn people around and to show well, how the bad unions it was. Have always been oh horrible because they take good jobs away from Americans. Americans are struggling right now, really struggling hard. Their taxes are about to go through the roof, through the roof, uh, because of the Biden budget. I mean, it is. Taxes, 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 and more taxes. Uh, and you're going to be you're going to be hammered by prices or taxes one way or another. You're going to be paying for these taxes from the budget uh, because they're they're killing jobs. Our tax hike is going to go up to 28 percent for corporate. So, you know, that's higher than communist China's income tax on corporations at 25 europe is at the uh their average rate for corporate taxes is 19 we'll be the highest in the world what do you think that's going to do to hiring and when there are more mouths to feed and our cities are overrun how do you think that's gonna work to the democrats advantage it's not so help me out besides chaos what is your goal with this what is your goal back in a minute american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org maybe you just hope that the press won't cover it Soaring inflation is pushing the Fed to raise rates quickly and aggressively. We are talking now about two points. Two points in, um, uh, in um, interest rates. That will cripple us with our federal budget, but it could cripple a lot of people with your credit cards. Holy cow, because it'll be more than two points for you. That's what the bank will be borrowing money uh, for, two extra points. That's coming. Please let the experts at American Financing give you a free mortgage review. It only takes 10 minutes to see what your loan options are. If a consolidation loan is the right answer, you could skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. So call American Financing now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID.
Oh, my gosh. You want to add top of this? Barack Obama is going to the White House tomorrow when he will join President Biden and Vice President Harris for a health care event. He's going to deliver remarks celebrating the success of the Affordable Health Care Act and Medicaid in extending affordable health insurance to millions of Americans. This is being done because uh, Joe Biden is going to be adding more benefits, more benefits to the uh, uh, to Obamacare. Fantastic, right? Just as we're getting all kinds of new citizens without jobs. How, how, how does this work, Stu? How does this work? <laughs> it doesn't. This is why we oppose it. But this, I, I don't know. What is it, Glenn? Is it ideology? Is it something? Guys, I don't think Biden is the, is, he's not AOC, right? He's, he's always no, sort of, but he is, swam he, with the current. He is um, a great reset guy. Yeah. And it, you have to collapse. The system is waiting now. Mm-hmm. The system is there. Before, they didn't have a system for this to, to collapse into. You know, you never collapse something unless you have it ready to go. And I really, truly believe they are just waiting for the thing that will make Americans go, okay, all right, just I'll do it, whatever, just go. Um, And this just adds to that pressure, you know, increasing taxes. I mean, the taxes alone, if you don't think all of that tax money that's going on to the corporations is going to be paid for by the consumer, you're sorely mistaken, if you don't think that it will it will cost jobs, you're sorely mistaken. You know, it's going to mean lower uh, uh, employees hiring, uh, lower uh, em- employment numbers. It's going to mean higher inflation. It's going to be extra frustration because you won't be able to make ends meet and your employer is not going to want to give you a raise and you're going to have to pay through the hidden tax the passed on tax every time you go try to buy a product that these corporations are selling because they're not going to take 10 percent of their earnings and just eat it they're going to pass that tax on to you back in a minute The Glenn Beck Program. We have a very brave governor on with us in just a second. Um, I'll introduce you to him. My pillow. You really want a comfortable pillow? Mike Lindell has his My Pillow products. The pillows are great. The sheets are great. The Giza Dream Sheets. These are made from Giza cotton, which is the world's best cotton. They're ultra soft. They're breathable extremely durable and right now they're at the lowest price ever they're 60 percent off coming in as low as 39.99 with the promo code back i would not be raving about these sheets unless they really were the best these some of the best sheets i've ever slept on really they are so great 60 day money back guarantee super super soft and coming in now at 39.99 60 percent off just go find your size and the, the and the uh, and the set that you like. MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. 
If you use the promo code Beck, you'll save and you'll get a copy of Mike Lindell's free book with your purchase. Enter the promo code Beck while this special lasts, 800-966-3117. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I want to introduce you to a governor that you should know. He's from Nebraska. His name is Pete Ricketts, and he's joining us now because he is actually trying to veto federal funding uh, that he says will make people more reliant on the government. I tend to agree with him on this, but he's a Republican who's fighting the Republicans who are going to override his veto. When you hear this story, I hope if you're in Nebraska, you will call your uh, your uh, legislator and say en- enough is enough. Welcome, Governor. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Glenn. Thanks very much for having me on. You bet. So tell me the situation. This is this is about the the money that was going to help people pay rent because of covid. Right. Right. Exactly. So this is the emergency rental assistance program It was about a twenty five billion dollar program. And, you know, when we have emergencies, we recognize we need extra assistance. You know, first of all, Nebraskans always take care of their neighbors. We saw that in the floods we had in 2019 and through this pandemic. And so we have an emergency. We ask for extra assistance. But we also at some point have to recognize that the emergency is over and we don't need the money for the assistance anymore. And that's what's happening right now. You know, I ended the emergency for the pandemic last June here in Nebraska. Good for you. And uh, so we just don't have a justification for taking this money. It's supposed to be tied to paying for people's uh, people who are impacted by COVID. And, you know, we do this for floods. We do it for tornadoes. We ask for emergency assistance. But we don't ask for the money if we don't have an emergency. And right now, we don't have an emergency. We've got the lowest unemployment rate in the United States and lowest in state history. We've got more people employed today, 16,000 more people employed today than we did pre-pandemic, more people employed in manufacturing since 2008. And frankly, none of the nonprofits who are asking for this money have ever been able to show me that somehow things today are different from 2019. So we just don't have a justification for taking this money. And now, of course, the second round of this emergency rental assistance program is not even tied to COVID. You can just pay people's rent. Well, that's big government socialism, right? We don't want to just pay people's rent. That's not who we are in this country, and certainly not in Nebraska. Uh, and yet I've got a legislature who is trying to, who has passed a bill, which I vetoed, that is trying to force me to take this additional federal money, and the veto override will be tomorrow, Tuesday, April 5th. And so I'm encouraging people to reach, reach out to their state center and tell them, don't take this big government socialism program. So what is the Republican excuse for this? Because you have, if I'm not mistaken, you have about 40% of all the money from the first round still sitting there waiting to be used. So if people need to have a a bailout, you know, on their rent because of COVID, I find it kind of hard to believe at this point. But if you did, all right, you got 40% of the money you got last time. So what is their excuse as Republicans? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. We, we've, we've used, um, actually, we've only used about 40% of the money, so we still have oh. plenty of the money left through the end of the year. You know, you can apply in September, and it'll take you through December, and I don't think anybody's thinking this emergency is going to last longer than that. In fact, our hospitalizations are the lowest we've had since uh, maybe July of last year. 
And so their excuse when they say this is like, well, it's free federal money. And of course, it's no, not, it's not free, free federal money, right? It's oh, not God, free. We pay that. Free. It's our taxpayer dollars, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, what if some other state gets it? I'm like, well, first of all, when we have emergencies like floods or tornadoes, we ask for money if we need it. But if we don't have an emergency, we don't ask for the money. If another state has a tornado, they ask for the money. So this is not, we're not an emergency. We shouldn't be asking for this money. It's just wrong. And then, of course, they're like, well, if we don't take the money, somebody else will get it. (laughs) That just means that somebody else is going to be paying people to stay home. That's bad for them, right? If if you're paying people's rent and all the other benefits we've, we've doled out here and here in the state of Nebraska now, we're either, we've either distributed or in the process of distributing over $21 billion. You're paying people to stay home. And I've had landlords contact me to tell me, like, they see the people that are in these programs, and they're, they're, by and large, a lot of people who could be working. And that's the problem is if we're paying people to stay home, they will. And that's what we need to get people back to work. These programs are corrosive. They, they teach people to be reliant on government, especially when they're not even related to being uh, COVID-related anymore. Yeah, I, I understood, you know, when the government was putting people out of business and then telling people, you, you know, you don't have to pay rent. Uh, OK, what about the landlords? And, you know, what about I didn't have a job because uh, I didn't have a business because you told me to close down. At that point, I understood it, especially, however, um, in your case, where there are more people employed than there were prior to the pandemic you seem to be on the right track. One of the few places that are really on the right track. I know wanted help wanted signs are everywhere here in Texas. And it's not because we're growing jobs faster than we're importing people. It's that there are too many people that just have decided not to go back to work or that those jobs are beneath them. That This is very un-American. Have you asked those Republicans uh, where their principles are? Well, that's part of the problem, isn't it? When I talk to some of these Republicans about this, they're like, well, I'll take that into consideration. Take it into consideration. Yeah, I know, I know. It's like, hey, guys, this is about principles. Like, we as Republicans stand for, of course we help people when they're in need. But if we're not in need, we don't just dole out government money to people. That's not who we are. But unfortunately, many times you get so many uh, folks who get elected that don't have fundamental principles, and so they kind of blow in the wind, whatever the, the trend is, you know, whatever the du jour of the day, you know, the, the policy yeah. that the buddies are all trying to get them to do. You know, you got all these lobbyists in uh, our Capitol building telling them they got to take the money, and that's part of the problem. So, may I ask you, I just looked up your unemployment rate. It is 2.1. And yeah. I don't want to just go off the unemployment rate, but uh, there are more people in Nebraska employed than pre uh, pandemic. Yeah. pandemic. Because they're, you know, they've recalculated the way that we look at our unemployment now. They just stopped counting those people who could be working but aren't. Um, so what are you doing to get it to 2.1? Well, first of all, we never shut down. We never had a statewide mask mandate. We never mm. did vaccine mandates. We slowed the spread of the virus while letting people live a more normal life so that we were able to keep our mortality rates down, keep kids in schools, keep people in their jobs. And that momentum helped to carry us through this pandemic. And like I said, I ended the emergency last June on the pandemic. So we're we're actually pretty much back to normal now, which is why we don't need additional programs to pay for people's rent. We're back to normal here. Uh, There's always been people who have been impacted by different circumstances that need help with their rent. And we should work to help those people. But a big government program like this, 
where it's another you know, $120 million coming into our state that would just basically teach people to stay home. That's not what we need. That's not how we're going to get people back to work. Uh, we need to engage people and get them back into the workforce. You know, here in Nebraska, we do have the highest workforce participation rate, the highest employment to population per capita ratio. So Nebraskans do like to work, but we need more people back in the workforce, and paying them to stay home is not going to do it. Governor, I have to tell you, um, this is the best story I've heard in a while. The, uh, uh, the, uh, the story that I always loved from the Depression was Hoover. Hoover, there was a, a big storm. I think it was here in Texas, a big storm uh, that went on, and he decided to uh, dispatch the feds to help. And uh, the, the county turned him around at the, at the, uh, the county line. They block the people, not the police, the people block the road and turn the trucks around and said, we don't need any help. We're fine here. Sent the trucks back home. Congress wanted to pass for all this support. Um, it was uh, uh, it, it failed. And the American people actually raised more money than what the bailout would have been. We are in a time now where people are just expecting everything. We're living in a in a a, a time where Everybody feels they're entitled to something. I am glad to see the state where my grandmother uh, uh, lived and my mother was born in. I am glad to see that you are uh, uh, holding up the work ethic and the ethics that made America truly the the breadbasket of the world. Well, thanks. And, you know, Nebraskans do. They take care of each other. That's what we should continue to do is look to take care of folks in our local communities and not ask for federal money when we don't have a federal emergency. We're, we're supposed to be taking care of ourselves. That's always been the strength of our country. Going so, back to Alexis and Tocqueville, he commented on that you know, in the 1830s. That's the strength of America. So uh, a lot of people who aren't in your state would go, oh, well, it's a politician. He's probably running. You're not. You're, you're term, term limited out now. What's, that is correct. What's next for you? Well, first thing I'm going to do is go on vacation with my wife. Yeah, I want to stay married. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I want to stay involved in uh, politics and public policy. I just don't know what that looks like right now. Okay. Good for you. Thank you very much, Governor. I appreciate it. All right. Hey, well, thanks a lot, Glenn. You thanks bet. for having me on. Governor Pete uh, Ricketts from Nebraska. Isn't that amazing? Call, call your uh, senators um, if you live in Nebraska and tell them, okay, enough is enough. Do we have some principles here? Well, other states are going to get it. If just say this, if everybody was jumping off a bridge, would you jump off the bridge? Do I need to be your mother for the love of Pete? All right. Let me tell you about rough greens. Don wrote in about his dog's experience with rough greens. He said, I've never seen my dog lick the bowl clean as often as she does now. And it's because she's looking for remaining traces of rough greens. She loves it. Thank you so much. No doubt about it. Don, your dog is not unusual. Uh, if you just started Rough Greens, you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait until you st- start to see the changes in your dog's behavior and activity level. It is truly remarkable. Because Rough Greens not a dog food, but a supplement that you put on the, dog, the dog's food. They love it. And it's probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, omega oils. All the things that your dog needs for a healthier life. All the things I guess we can make it taste good to dogs. But we can't make it taste good for humans? Is that what I got here? Folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it. They want to make sure that uh, you, don't, you don't pay for it. Uh, they'll just uh, charge you for shipping for the first bag. Just put it on your dog's food because it's no good for you if your dog doesn't eat it. 
but they know they're they're going to love it. Um, it. You just pay for the the first bag. It arrives. You put it on the food. If they like it and they're eating it, order the bag, the next bag, and watch your dog change its health and attitude and activity level. 833-GLENN33. 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day? Miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. Still, I'm going to show you some things, uh, and if you have the blaze, you can you can see this now on the blaze. But I'll I'll describe it if you're just listening to us. Uh, do you know what this dollar bill is? This is a dollar looks looks normal except for maybe one thing on it, besides the wording at the top. Yeah, it's a little bit older, obviously. Yeah, uh, like the blue blue seal. seal. What's blue it say seal. at the top? Uh, let's see, silver certificate. Silver certificate, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So this this is what our money looked like when we were still gold and silver, okay? Mm-hmm. So you could trade that in for silver. Now, I learned something over the weekend I didn't know. Mm. Uh, when we went to war, you know, you bring over pallets of cash. See if this sounds familiar. You bring over pallets of cash. And when you do pallets of cash, because you might lose, and you're not going to be able to just grab the pallets and run with the cash mm-hmm. you might have to leave it behind in world war ii does that sound familiar by any reason or anything? i kind of remember this from the afghanistan yeah. withdrawal yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot of cash just laying so around. when we went to africa to fight against rommel we printed these dollars and these were the pallets that came to africa notice the difference it's not a blue seal it's a brownish it's seal, a yeah it's like a yellow yellow, yellow yeah. seal mm-hmm. okay uh, when the Japanese bombed us in Pearl Harbor, uh, this is one's in bad condition. It's a brown seal. Brown seal, yeah. And just to make sure, we we took all the money and we stamped Hawaii on, on the, back. the back. Yeah, okay? big, just, big letters. Just a big stamp on the back just says Hawaii. You know why we did that? Why? Because if we lost the island of Hawaii, we didn't want the Axis power to have all of our cash. And so what we did was we made sure that if we had to leave Hawaii or if we lost in Africa, we could just say the Treasury is no longer accepting the yellow seal or the brown seal marked Hawaii. Hmm. And that way, the Axis power couldn't use the pallets of money. Now, let me ask you, do you think... We did that in Afghanistan or on the tarmac in uh, Iran. We just even if you didn't cancel it, the, when we sent all that pallet of money over to Iran, wouldn't it have been interesting if we marked it in some way so we at least knew how it had traveled, mm. whose hands it got into, whose hand mm. is that going to? We didn't do that. Uh, not that they'll admit. Now, maybe they did, but gosh, that's fascinating. It's fascinating. They would honestly, uh, that the U S government would even think about this. 
I feel like they're so incompetent. I know. Isn't that just like, that's I a, mean, this, this shows you the greatest generation. Mm. This, is, this is a generation that it's not like, oh, you know, we just print more money. No big deal. We got it. Isn't this what they're going to claim, though, is the benefit of the new digital programmable dollar? Yeah, well, in seeing that we did it in 1941 without any computers, <laughs> I think we can do it. The I know way. what your argument is, but isn't their argument going mm-hmm. to be? Yes, it will. Well, be. We can just turn off the Russian oligarchs money when we Correct. want to. It they will can't be. spend it anywhere. It will be. That just will probably be. scare you, not because uh-huh. you're a Russian oligarch, but because well, what of who that, they're going to vilify in the future. What does that do? With Russia, that creates a new, entirely new market that goes around the federal government, right? What do you think will happen when they start shutting down people, Americans, from that because you're spending it in the wrong way? It will create a black market that goes around the federal government. It's the worst idea you can think of, but that's exactly the ideas. I mean, I think I missed the commercials. Do you have a really bad idea? One that will destroy America? <laughs> then you need to apply at the White House. I mean, honestly, it's such a bad idea. Of course they're going to do it. It's <laughs> kind of their standard at this point. <laughs> really How is. bad of an idea is it? <laughs> no, come on, kid. You're a rookie. We got really <laughs> bad ideas over here.